Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO, CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. That is at Luke Stuckmeyer on Twitter. Ryan Herrera in the house until the ball games start. For a now, few more days, we got, right? We got another week. We got Ryan another week. underscore A underscore Herrera on Twitter. Our <laughs> guest today, Ron Luce in the building. He is... At loose on tap, and Cody Delmendo is Cody underscore CHGO. Well, well said, Luke. A company well, man. Um, a company man. I just realized Ron and I, all we do is change out the C to a K, and it's Luke on tap. Oh, oh. So I Whoa. could start like a competitive, you know, thing. Kind <laughs> Are you of, trying to jump know? ship? Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm trying to could, jump ship right now. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to confuse people. We could really get going. So. <laughs> Ron, you're from the ONTAP Sports Network. That's right. where you know Cody from. Yes. Did yes. A, you do a Cubs podcast there. Mm-hmm. That, Cody was part of that. Um, tell us about yourself. First of all, how did that get started up for you? Yeah, so I finished grad school and was looking for a hobby that something to do because now I didn't have to do three <laughs> hours of homework after working a full-time job and things like that. And um, Met a, a handful of guys online, Tony Marchese, Johnny Nani, Buzz, who was just in the studio here a couple weeks ago. And uh, April 2019, all of a sudden, Ontap Sportsnet was born, and now it's this big, and we're approaching three-year anniversary. April 15th is officially oh, three years. And, thank you, Robinson Day. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're chugging along. So, yeah, it was literally just a, I'm looking to <laughs> fill time, and it became a full-blown dedicated passion. <laughs> and we got to bring Cody on right around beginning of 2020, and... Cubs on tap took off is a big part of it. So now Cody and I are buddies, and I mean we've crushed a couple beers in the, in the bleachers together and whatnot. And probably will continue said tradition. But uh, Ron's but a yeah. close friend of mine, man. I would not be in this seat without him. Well said. Nice. That's all. That's that's a compliment. Yeah, no, no, no you don't get too many of these on uh, the show. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, can, like what can you tell us? What's what's Cody's worst characteristic? What <laughs> what do you really not like about him? Oh, uh, not that I don't like it about him, <laughs> but if we now can... Now he said something nice about can, you, what don't you like yeah. about the guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think the only thing I could say is I love watching on the, on the show now where that you have those... I know Cody has those moments where he has so many words that he wants to get out and he wants to ramble, <laughs> and he can't, and I know it drives him nuts, because <laughs> there's, there's been some epic, just classic rants of just Cody going on for... It might be, like, if you sat there and timed him on a, on a, on a watch... 10 minutes? 10 <laughs> 12. So something we need to watch minutes. for. We need to watch yeah. for. Just all you need, all you need is the first game for the Cardinals to come around, and you have to just tell them to mute the word Yadier Mo- or the, the phrase Yadier Molina. <laughs> and leave it out. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah it's got it's just got to, it's got to be like what you guys did with the shift the one day. Yeah, right. And bleeping that out. Same there idea. Same idea. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you start up this ONTAP Sports Network, do you ever think it's going to grow, or is it just literally starting as a hobby? Uh, well, initially it was just a hobby and actually now, I mean, we've, we've grown to a point where we've had, uh, interest from companies to, to work with them. And, uh, we've had some pretty significant guests. I mean, Cody, you were part of it. We had Justin Steele on the show uh, a couple weeks back, um, for Cubs on tap. And now it's, it's with that kind of anticipation of like, Hey, let's keep growing this thing. Let's make this into something that can be a full-time day job, just like CHGO and, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at, but it, it really did just start out as like, a, I'm just looking for something to do to now is like, there's some weeks where it's 40 to 50 hours, you know, outside of the day job where you're just cranking on, you know, whether it's an article or whether it's, you know, behind the scenes stuff and, and different things like that. But yeah, it's three years strong. And, uh, so we're, we're going to celebrate pretty hard. I think this year to, to celebrate three years of, of successful growth, uh, as, as an organization and as, as an actual legitimate company, because right. we are actually a legitimate company. April 15th, yeah. Jackie Robinson day and on anniversary. Yeah. Like it's two, two big Titans of industry. Right and then, there. and then tax day. 
just to, just to say it. That reminds me. Yeah, no, I actually still have to do five. I have nothing done, and it's too. I said, I told Cody, I'm gonna. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, taxes. Yep. No, that's me. We got done. Nothing. Nothing. Got none of that. That'd be me this weekend. So, you said. Before we came on, you were talking about opening day. Are you going to opening day this year? I am. I'm going to games one and two. This oh. would have been opening day, right? Yeah. yeah. On the road. Would have been. And it, it was typical that I woke up and I saw rain hitting the window, but also snowflakes out in the, like, out yes. in the street. Oh. And I thought, what is, oh, oh, it's opening day. That yeah. makes yeah. sense <laughs> that this would have been the weather for it. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's funny, too, because I actually had this conversation with you back in February. I was like, hey. Cubs are on the road to go see the Reds. I want to be in attendance for Stroman's first start. You want to go with? Yeah, <laughs> and that was yeah. an actual conversation yeah. that was had. Um, so it actually kind of worked out now that they've backed it up because they actually get to, yeah. to obviously start at home yeah. now and have opening day at home. And Thursday, Friday is hard to beat. I mean, uh, yeah. any any close to the weekend 120 start is just next level. I mean, granted, you and I were talking about it, Luke, beforehand. It's going to be freezing cold probably. Yeah. But, um, no, very, very excited for it. So be there to, to hopefully ideally see Kyle on opening day and then and see Stroh then on day number two. Awesome. Where do you pregame? Uh, I'm a big Murphy's guy. Big Murphy's guy. Um, I also like um, the Sports Corner, though. It's a nice little place right there. Yeah, I, that's a good spot. That, that rooftop in the summertime is next level. Yeah, and you get a little shade there sometimes, too. On a really hot day, if the sun's coming in on an mm -hmm. angle, you can get, at least find a spot that's not, like, <laughs> melting you. Yeah, you know? you're not, you're not going to be, you know, right. Which as, is important as red as that cup on the, on the desk over there by, by the time the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> you go from the inside of the cup to the outside of the solo right, cup. Right, <laughs> Which is never good. Which is never good. The evolution. How did you, uh, how did you become a Cubs fan? Um, both of my parents were, were diehard, so I was, it kind of was the just, like, born into it. Uh, my mom was a, a nights and, and weekends season ticket holder for a long time, and uh, she was a huge Mark Grace lover. So it was she had first base, <laughs> first baseline tickets at the time. We have baseballs in our basement: Joe Girardi, Sandberg. Mm. I mean, all those guys that played late '80s, you know, early '90s, and um, and my dad was was the same way. Grew up in, um, well, at least you know, his, his dad grew up in the, in the North Side, so that was always that influence as well. And so yeah, just born and bred and. Yep have continued that way ever since, even though I think every single one of my friends outside of maybe I can count on both of my hands are White Sox fans just from, I was gonna uh, say, from like, living on the south side. Wow. I was going to say, <laughs> you live on the south side, and uh, at ONTAP, when, when I was there, this narrative, and I like oh, e it, even and though it, I'm not there anymore, like at least on social media, I'm going to be like, we got to change the narrative. Yes. Because there's this narrative that, that Ron is a, uh, a closet White Sox fan, and he, all his Sox friends call him Southside Ron. Southside Ron. And uh, I've it's been, a, it's a, it's before, a very real before, thing. yeah, before getting this job, I was like, Ron, we have, to, like, I can't do this podcast with you anymore if, if, you, if you're going to still be called South, Southside Ron. And I, I can't defend any time you, you go to a Sox game and you wear a White Sox shirt or whatever. So we, we have to change this up. And uh, so I started. Just tweeting uh, Northside Ron every time. Northside uh, Ron. Uh, every time I would add him or something like that. But you yeah. know, the uh, the Marcus <laughs> Stroman signing definitely helped kill that narrative. If anybody was worried about it, because uh, that's just my guy. And I was like, oh, I was so excited. Everybody's like, oh, well, we thought you were Southside Ron. I was like, no, I wouldn't be this excited if I was Southside. Stroman Ron. jersey on your back, right? It now? is a Stroman yeah, jersey. Yeah, Stroman actually uh, retweeted or quote tweeted you. Uh, yep. Like whenever he first signed or whatever. Yeah, big. Uh, I'm a big Stro guy. I actually have, I've got his Blue Jays jersey at home. I've got a couple other things. Mm -hmm. I've been following pretty much since his rookie year. I remember when he still wore 54 with the Blue Jays his first time up, and um, followed him ever since. And was super excited he came to the Cubs. It's a, it's, it's random, that, right? Yeah, like, and it's yeah. that scenario where like you follow a guy for so long and he's your favorite player, but like not on your favorite team, and then they come to your favorite yeah. team, and you're like, well, it's a match made in heaven. Well, how did you pick him as your favorite player? What about his game do you enjoy, or is it just you I, like that he wore zero? Because well, that's, that's what happens sometimes. That too. is You're what like, happens oh, sometimes. Wore, I actually, I think I the biggest thing for me, because I, I played Kyle. Ooh, everybody okay over there? Uh, <laughs> Socks pod, keep it down over there. <laughs> what happened? Who's down? You know what happened? You can't see this off camera, but we have... Some chairs that were assembled, one by Joey, our producer, is over there, and and I believe some screws were not put in correctly. That was not. Oh, that was Ryan's I'm, chair. I am no, not a yeah, chance. I almost broke my neck on that chair. Not too. a chance. Oh, I sat I sat down on every one that I put together, and they were perfect. 
There's, there's anyway. some. And let, let's let let's let Ron. I'm, I, I, no, I'm sorry good. to interrupt. It's the engineering in the building. It's, hey, it's fair. We wanted to make sure nobody got hurt. Or so how did how did you? How did you get it on Strowman? Um, I think for me it was a big because I so I played I was an offensive lineman in college. I played college football at St. Xavier down on the south side, little yeah. NAIA school, and I was always undersized. I'm not even six foot, you know. And you think of offensive line, big six four brutes, and I was tiny and like I but I was able to play. And so I think with him and his height and you know his HDMH brand and and just kind of his attitude and being kind of more outspoken and kind of loud because I'm. I'm very loud as just a person and it just kind of identified that it just yeah. started following them and then have been a, have been a diehard fan ever since. So. That's cool. That's cool. So, and now he's on your favorite team. How long did it take you to get that Jersey? A lot longer than I wanted to. <laughs> um, it actually, it actually ended up becoming a Christmas present to myself because <laughs> uh, we just chaos of life uh, at home. You know, we really didn't do any gift exchange or different things like that. But um, so I was just like, yeah, you know, I was like, it was like right before New Year's Eve, and I was like, "Yeah, it's time." And just ordered it, and uh, Clark Street Sports came through in the clutch. It was it was on the doorstep the next day, so I was like, "All right, cool. Can't beat that. Can't Beautiful. beat that kind of customer service." So, you know, yeah. what we call that Cody dope merch. Dope, dope merch. That's what we call it here. Hashtag dope. Hashtag merch. that shit should be going out to people's mailboxes like ASAP now. Yeah, because it just came in twenty four cases. Yeah, of shirts. I would assume we're getting ours pretty soon. I can't wait. Um. Are you guys all going to wear them the same day? We probably should. No cap. Yes. No cap. I, I kind of hope so. I would. I, I think that would be absolutely love. fantastic. Looks like a, look like a Best Buy uniform, like everybody's wearing the same thing. <laughs> love that. Um, so you're doing on tap Sports Network, but mm-hmm. you're a busy guy because you also have a full-time job, right? Mm-hmm. And you're also doing St. Xavier sports, like play-by-play stuff still? Yep, I do play-by-play and color commentary. Okay, there, so yeah. what sports do you do, and how do you manage that with a full-time job and an on-tap sports network? Um, <laughs> sleep isn't a real thing. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just it, – it, it's convenient. It's, it's, for me, it's local. I'm, I'm still out in that direction. But, yeah, I've done, I've done play-by-play for football, men's and women's volleyball, and men's and women's soccer. Um, oh, what else? There's – one more that I'm oh and men's and women's basketball uh and then I do color commentary on the on the football broadcast typically unless for some reason one of the play-by-play guys can't come and then I'm I'm lone man on the show (laughs) which happened once last year but uh yeah normally I get to be the the kind of the joke cracker and I try my goal is always to make the play-by-play guy break and laugh on the show always and if it doesn't happen I'm very disappointed but yeah so very very busy uh it's it it keeps me going and i I'm always one of those people where if I don't have enough things going on and I get too bored, I almost like lose focus on just everything else in life. And then I really feel all over the place. So for me, it's like I, I purposely keep myself busy to like kind of stay on, stay in line and like be on a structured schedule. Cody knows. I mean, we'd yeah. be, we'd be, you know, doing a, a show at 1130 at night and then he'd be like, oh yeah. So like, I'm going to hit the, Hey, I'm like, all right, well I got like two more hours of work I got to go do. So I'll, I'll talk to you after. <laughs> He's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, just keep going. It's the grind. It's good. Yeah, it it's fun. Grind. It's what fun. This industry is. Yep. Exactly. It, and it's mm. one of those things where, like, you, you do it long enough and you, you grind those hours out and eventually maybe it'll pay off. And you won't know unless you try, right? So it's like. That's a great attitude for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I will say, though, it seems like baseball and the Cubs would be an odd fit for you because you're you're cranking 24-7. Your, your, your RPMs are all the way forward. Mm. And it's like it's a slow game. Like, yeah. it's, you know, there's a pace to baseball that you have to. It's like watching golf. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta get into it. It's, right. it's you know, there's a pace. How, is baseball your favorite sport? Uh, baseball is like two A, two A, I guess 2A. to describe. So football is always my first love. Football was most of America sport enough, has yeah, become. Yeah. Um, that was the sport I always wanted to play. That was an easy one. Um, I got. I became a really big hockey fan. Um, in 2007 when the when the Hawks were finally put back on TV and not like completely it right. was the first year after Papa Wurtz had passed and they were like sparingly on WGN my dad and my brother were always like oh sit down and watch with us and then eventually I just became a diehard there um but I mean Cubs has always been there I mean my, my first Cubs game was 2004 
I remember the Cubs played the Dodgers. I was like nine years old. Corey Patterson hit a home run that day, that and my uncle missed it because he was taking me to the bathroom. And I remember he was very upset about that. So, like, yeah. So, oh like, at that in two thousand four, that trip to the bathroom could take two or three hours. So, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it the trough was, could be full at that point. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. But so yeah, I mean, even though it's not my favorite sport, it's just I, I. At least, and maybe this is just as I've grown as a sports fan, I think a lot of people can identify this. You you grow to appreciate the sport for what it is, and you find kind of the, like, the true what makes it impressive, right? Like, I mean, I've done the the wind-up and throw and see how hard you can throw. I can't even crack 70. And these guys are hitting 100? Like, that's yeah, that's yeah. impressive, yeah. you know? And then same thing with, the, I mean, I've tried to swing. You know, Everybody goes to the batting cages and thinks you can hit the... Yeah, you go to the real, Yeah, you're sluggers, like, yeah. give me the hard one. I got this. And you're swinging through everything, yeah. and you don't even have a prayer. And even if you do get contact, it's a foul tip, you know, mm-hmm. and it goes 25 feet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like watching, you know, like yesterday, watching Suzuki, who doesn't... You could tell he didn't even get that ball cleanly and still is able to muscle it out of the yard. It's just... It's so impressive. So I think that's the... The beauty of baseball. I mean, it kind of is kind of a, a counter to your point there, Luke, of like, I am constantly go, 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 but it's, it's kind of the like settle down and just chill and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Do you guys still go to batting cages? I'm going to tell you, I, I've been out on that for four decades. I think. Last batting oh. cage I was at was at Sluggers. So. Yeah, last yeah, time I, I did so. it. I, but I, won't go, I won't go in. I had a Little League coach who was taking us to batting cage and he got smoked in the eye by like the high 90s. The, the the whole socket was like oh. crushed and all stuff and I was like you know I think I'm I think I'm good with the batting cages uh, forever yeah, yeah. I forever yeah, nice. like, I don't blame you there Luke right? like, you especially when you witness something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I'm good yeah, yeah. I'm good yeah, I'm all right yeah yeah I, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you the last time I've been in a batting cage I do like to go and watch all the people that think they can hit them though, right like sluggers like that <laughs> especially that might be more entertaining than actually getting in seven Budweisers <laughs> yeah oh yeah standing at the plate is dangerous. Yeah, at that point, <laughs> when they're doing the waddle and it's not a part of their batting stance, <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be the Rizzo dry home. Right. Instead, yeah. it's just they're wobbling at the plate back and forth. Yeah, it's the it's the Brad. I can't stand up straight. You know, just <laughs> tipsy. I wonder what Cubs going to have stance. the best stance. Rizzo Rizzo's it became infamous. You know that he was kind of like rocking back and forth. Who's it going to be now? It, I'm trying to think of who I've seen. I kind of like Clint Frazier's. Clint, oh, with like the a foot little, thing and yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Clint. Yeah. What about the homer yesterday from Frazier? Yeah. Like we talked, I, we, we said that we I, high ceiling. He's the yeah. high ceiling guy out of yeah. that group. Yeah, and if if he can, I mean, I mean that's he, what they're looking for. They're they're looking to find that guy. I don't know that any of those guys would. I was trying to think of, okay, who out of this group of players would you compare to the Cubs? Getting the Arietta Strope deal. I mean, that obviously is never going to be repeated in Cubs history. No. But like, Arietta was a reclamation project. You know, he was he was a, a highly thought of pitcher in Baltimore's organization, and then hard times. <laughs> Cubs turned him around. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever do that again. But who would be that guy? And I mean, on this group of players, Frazier would have the the best chance at having that high ceiling. Yeah, I mean, because well, Clint, and like we've talked about it multiple times on that show, he's like a former top five draft pick. Right. Like he has, again, we're going to use the word, the pedigree of a player that should be, you know, an all-star player, a mm-hmm. great player in the game. And, and you know, injuries mm-hmm. and stuff have just kind of held him back. And if, if he, you know, with that article that came out, like he says he's feeling good, he's feeling better. Obviously, the more concussions you get, the easier it is to, for that stuff to affect you longer in life and the easier it is to get them. But if he's feeling good and can stay healthy, like there's – very real chance that, especially on a one-year, one point five million dollar contract with team control, like it's, yeah. I mean, very good chance. Frazier, yeah. you can honestly look at it similarly to Arietta. I mean, when Arietta started, you know, performing with the Cubs, and everyone was asking like, how did what was old Baltimore thinking? And yeah. he talked about how yeah. the Cubs just let him be him, and Clint Frazier talks about how the Yankees didn't let him be him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, in a way similar. I mean. You know, he had a Arietta top prospect in the Orioles organization. So is Frazier for the Yankees. Like, I don't see it being far off. I don't know if Frazier's going to go on to win a MVP, but like, right. I he's, think he's he can be a very, one of the best pitching stretches, or right. hitting stretches. But as in far as like history, the probably. story or like, you know, like what could potentially be his story for the Cubs of, you know, finally, you know, taking that next step in his career to be a everyday player, you know, it's, I feel like if we see what we have seen in spring training, like 
the Cubs are going to look at him and be like, all right, he's part of the next right. uh, Cubs team. And well, I, I mean, that's cool. I think with him too, right, you can kind of identify it to Arietta because if I remember correctly, there was reports that Baltimore told him not to throw his cutter. And that was his best pitch. And the Cubs were like, no, just do whatever you want. We're, we're not even going to bother. Because Basio was a, a funky delivery guy, too. He's mm-hmm. like, you yeah. just throw the way you want to throw. Throw your cutter because it's your best pitch and see what happens. And then to your point, Luke, like he went on and had one of the best stretches in pitching history. And it feels like Clint Frazier's the same way because, I mean, he's got the bat speed. You saw it on the home run yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a high and inside high fastball. Inside fast. And yep. he just takes it out of the park on a liner. And then on top of it, I think the, the Yankees – clean shaven clean cut thing is the dumbest thing in sports also i i absolutely despise it because like now everybody like it is really a real thing like look good feel good feel good play good like clint frazier had the beard and the long red flow and it was it was awesome and then they're like no no no, you got to cut all that it's awful i can't wait (laughs) he's got the beard coming back in now like the hair is growing back you know by by mid-june he's gonna rock it's gonna be a flow with a thick beard and Mm -hmm. he's just He's just going to be parking balls into into left field bleachers. Well, then uh, our guy Brendan tweeted yesterday after the Clint Frazier home run, oh, talking yes. about the high fastballs. Very good thread. Yes, Seventy to eighty percent contact against like high fastballs, and you know, especially with the way pitches are pumping fastballs, the velocity they got on there. If you got a guy that can make contact, like can can see the high fastball better out of the hand and can make contact with that, like that, he just again that that profile of he could be a solid hitter if the Cubs give him the opportunity, which. At this point, it looks like he's earning that opportunity to be at least get everyday at bats if it's not everyday left field, DH, whatever it is, but everyday at bats and, you know, sky's the limit, hopefully. Yeah, and that, and that, and that outfield's just so crowded, right? I mean, you look at it right now. Cause but with uh, question marks. It, very much so you know, with question there, there, marks. There's yes. no, like, surefire Hall of Famer sitting out right. there, you know? It's like yeah. there are so many options, and who knows who's going to be good out of that group. Yeah. But it's, that's kind of what makes it fun, though, because it's like yeah. there are so many what ifs just on the whole team in general, too, right? Like I think that's yeah. so unique about the Cubs, because you know we we were chatting over there, you know, beforehand, and you know, and Luke, you mentioned this, and I was like, yeah, you know, there's two teams in the division that clearly aren't competing. There's two that are competing, and then the Cubs are just kind of there because it's a lot of like what ifs. Like yeah. if things go well, this team is can be very competitive, and if things go south. They're probably closer to the Reds than they are than yeah. you know, the Cardinals. So it's like, eh, you know, what, what, uh, what Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde version of this Cubs team are we going to get in, in 2022? I just know that Twitter yesterday, you could tell Cubs fans uh, were, were anxious for something positive to happen. Yeah. And when Suzuki hits a homer and Frazier hits a homer, Twitter was like buzzing for like 25 minutes, like over people excited. And, and the Suzuki homer, hit, for his first hit to be a home run after several strikeouts was sort of, I think, for some people, despite the fact that it's just Cactus League, for some odd reason, a sigh of relief, right? People were, whether it's three strikeouts in Cactus League or not, there are Cubs fans out there who were like, oh, boy, oh, boy, not again. Oh, not this guy. And he hits that home run, and he does it with such flair that you're like, oh, oh. He's not just, uh, he's not just a guy coming over to our country to play baseball. He's got a little swagger to him, yeah. Which is kind of which is kind of fun to see. I think. Do we have? Can we pull up that tweet? The Joey, can we get the tweet from Corey? Oh yeah, Corey. Uh, this is going to be the homer first. Is that what you had there? Oh, we'll get it. But yeah, I was going to say the home run, the the pose he had after. There it is. Yeah, we got it on there. The just full extension. Yeah, I mean, that's full that's, that's, type, that's like a, that's like a hobby <laughs> Wilson Contreras type pose yeah. after a home yeah, run. A little right? pose, little yeah. flare. Now all we need is him to do like Willie did uh, in, in twenty twenty and just send the bat. Higher than the ball went. And then it's perfect. Then it's perfect. <laughs> if he does the Javi, the, the Japanese sweep, players the sweep always have the best here. bat flips, I always feel like. They really and, do. Yeah, I've, who was the one that had, they used to hit it and just like let it let it fly out of their hand at the top of the. I, saw, the top I of the swear swing. I saw a video of who was that? just someone from the, Japan doing the that the other day. I don't remember who it was. I remember there was someone that like would literally swing. But like, as Kosuke, soon as they hit it, they just Fugadoma let it fly. used to do that all the time. Anytime he hit a home run, I felt like. He'd swing and he he would like it, he had an epic uh, let it fly well, today's, bad drop. Yeah, today's the go. anniversary of his three run homer on opening day at Wrigley. Yeah, that's that's the anniversary. That, yeah, today. 08, 08, it's unfortunate yeah. that's 08. like his most memorable like thing he did as a Cub because the Cubs <laughs> lost that day. His first, but game. that was like that's yeah, like that f- was people went crazy. Yeah, six RBIs oh, yeah. in that game, like, and then they went racist after that. It was I a think little it's uncomfortable. I, like, I there think were it was that was an odd relationship. With yeah, the it really was. Yeah. Well, and I I think too, not to go down the Fukudome just absolute rabbit hole but like i feel like he was just a guy that 
at the time too, right? It with those like kind of the left-handed swings coming out of Japan, like it was really hard to translate that to the MLB because of yeah. you know not you could it was hard to be a slap hitter, and I think I that's mean, what benefits Seiya is he has a very complete swing. It's very compact, and I mean just look at him. He looks he's like I I say give him one year in the Cubs facilities, and he's gonna look like Shohei. Whenever he does a press conference and is like <laughs> his his traps are swallowing his neck, like yeah. that might be say on next year. Well, and then he's already kind of ahead of the curve. Where you look at it, when Otani this first couple of years was still doing that leg kick, mm-hmm. struggle a little bit. Say his first two at bats, yes, or first at bat, whatever it was, did the leg kick. When he hit the home run, it was just a little pivot, they like no it. low leg kick. And it's like if that works for him, like right away, like that's big. That's big time for the Cubs if if he's already able to you know, get that. You know, know that hey. Maybe this might work better for me against major league pitching. Like that's, yeah. that could be helpful. Yeah, no, it's again, man. It's gonna it's gonna be exciting to see how he, uh, I guess, progresses through the first few months, let alone the entire season. You know, I he he has the type of talent that could change the Cubs' season, in my opinion. Like, I don't know if he can put a team on his back offensively, but we talk about how the Cubs don't have any power. Well. The only reason that he's a question in a way is because he just hasn't played in the MLB. But if he comes out and is productive and and, and not only hitting homers but having a, a high on base, high slugging percentage, like I he could he really could change the outlook for the Cubs if you know his transition goes smoother than what we probably expect. So it's a lot to ask for, but I mean. After we talked to Cap yesterday and, and the the former GM from the Dodgers and what he said about Suzuki, like that's all I've been thinking about. I'm like, I'm ready to see what this guy can do, and uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's exciting stuff. So he's your if you had to pick an X factor for this season and for the future, like guys that are currently on the forty man, uh, is he your guy? Because I, I feel like you could. We could make a list of 10 players that you could call the, the X factor for this team. Like, True. if this guy develops or if this guy plays this way, he might be the one that balances the future and this team more than any other. I, I Frazier's on that list, obviously, so there's two. Mm-hmm. Braylon Marquez is a guy you would think about, like if he comes up and does right there's a lot of pitchers on the yeah. farm right I'm, now that you can say that. <laughs> How's a lie if he comes back healthy? Yeah, like, we're I still think, waiting to see? I think in 2022, I think halfway through the year, it's going to be Caleb Killian. I think that's the guy that comes up and has, like, yeah. a Logan Webb-esque emergence like the, he had for the Giants. As I, I mean, he, they've, they've been right and like, oh, he's further along. And, like, you know, and, I mean, you can argue the same, too, about Brennan Davis, too, right? Like, I mean, he, yeah. he right, that man found the weight I mean, room in the offseason. <laughs> I mean, MLB, MLB Pipeline has Killian, number four prospect in the system. And the, and this is updated from, like, last week. So their, yeah. their ETA form is already 2022. So that, yeah. He's yeah. only in double A, but if he starts killing he it, a right great away, it's a very Arizona good Fall League. Right. Yeah. Uh, everyone talks about the very last game where he basically threw – well, not even basically. He did have, like, six perfect innings. Yep. Um, I was getting, no, came back in the Bryant trade. You know, well, and I, I think, a high ceiling there. I think what – like – at least, because I remember writing about the trade when it happened, the Bryant trade. And it was like the last one of the day, too, so my brain was just numb from... It was that <laughs> moment of, like, what happened. Right. Because they were all so yeah. simultaneous. And you you read his numbers. When he was in high A-ball, he only made, like, four starts in high A-ball last year before they immediately promoted him. But he had a 32-to-1 K-to-walk ratio. Like, that's video game numbers. <laughs> that's literal video game numbers. And I don't care what level you're at. That's unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I... I I think yeah, but you said like you said it, Luke. I mean, we could probably sit here and you could 10, go through the whole roster, lists, right? Yeah, guys are like Suzuki, go down the list. Yeah. Suzuki is a guy that I feel like just kind of sticks out more than the rest of them. Not only because the Cubs gave him the, I guess you could say, big deal, but like just from raw talent that we've seen in Japan. Like the next, as far as an offensive player, I feel like he has this high, highest ceiling outside of Frazier, who you know. We really like it's kind of a stretch to even say that for Frazier, but with Suzuki, like he really did like kind of dominate over in Japan. And like, so the only real question for him is can he transition that to, to here in Major League Baseball? So that's why, to me, like if he comes out and is like I said, like by the end of the year, if he's like turn, fucks around and is a four war player or more, 
again, I feel like that changes the Cubs' outlook, not only for this season, but definitely the year after, because... For free agents, it will, too. Yeah. If, if they're torn between two teams and money's equal, given the sunshine in Wrigley and a bright farm system that's coming up and another star on the team, it, it could factor into a decision. I was wondering if Nico and Madrigal would still be on that X-factor list, or for some reason, maybe unfairly, have they... Madrigal hasn't even played a game yet. Like, yeah. are, are, you know, are they, are they still part of that high-ceiling list that people are excited about? Because I feel, for some reason, like, Nico is unfairly being taken off that list just because of some early appearances in the majors that maybe he shouldn't have made. Yeah. yeah. I think on top of it, too, you have... Like everybody, everybody loves potential, right? So prospects right. are an enamor oh, yeah. in baseball. What's yeah. all we can grab onto right yeah. now? And but right. everybody's looking at you, the Hernandezes of the world, the Howards of the world. <laughs> They're so deep up the middle in the farm. I think that's part of the problem. Is like, because yeah. I think I really think Nico can be like the new age Ben Zobrist for this team in terms of just his role. Not obviously the same player, right. but you know he moves around. He'll play center one day. He'll play a corner outfield the next. He can play second. He can play short. Maybe you throw him at third on a weird day, maybe you even just DH him on a day just to give him a blow. Um, I, and I think Madrigal, I think the, I think part of the, the thing that scares people about Madrigal is these Cubs teams have had guys that can play multiple positions. Versatility has been such a thing now since, mm-hmm. you know, 2015, 2014, where Madrigal really, to our knowledge, can only play second base. I think that's that's probably the biggest knock. But, I mean, look at what he did yesterday. I think it was yesterday, yesterday or two days ago. He had a couple of hits. Yeah, he had yeah. an RBI. You know, he's driving in Nico, who's at the bottom of the order. Like, there's, there's, I think, it's totally a, a chance where he's an X factor level guy. Where, because yeah. we we sat here and complained as Cubs fans for years. Cody and I did this for <laughs> years. They strike out too much. They right. do this. They strike out. You finally got a guy that's going pretty much guaranteed to hit 300 unless he's Herb Lawrence said awful. you're going to like him. He's going to hit. Yeah. He's going to hit. No, he's not going to run the bases. Well, that's okay. Some, someone said that. <laughs> just uh, just got to hit. <laughs> yeah, someone said Nico can uh, hit 300 in his sleep. We've talked about it, and we've kind of been under, like, the conversation of, is he the leadoff man? And, and regardless of whether you say yes or no, I mean, like, he's, again, his ni- 92% contact rate since he debuted, which under whatever qualifications it is, is the best in the majors. His whiff, his whiff rate's, like, 7.2. I, can't, I don't have it off the top of my head. I could find it. His whiff rate's low. His whiff rate's insanely low. His strikeout rate's insanely low. Like these, he has the makings of even if he's not your leadoff guy, he's a guy a bat you need to have in your lineup like every day because he's gonna put the bat, you know, he's gonna put the bat on the ball. And when you put the bat on the ball, things happen. Errors happen. Hits happen. Like things are gonna happen. You put the ball in play. So. Uh, just I, I think Nick Madrigal is an X factor type yeah. player where he's I, yeah. Those two are like big like they can be like their peak or maybe not peak but like they they can really be the most productive if they're going gap to gap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no one expects those guys to hit homers, but if those guys if they both somehow you know give you thirty or more doubles this season, I'm not missing the homers because like Ron said we. Comp- like we just for years we talk about the strikeouts and all this. Don't and that. be a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is what you asked but for. Give right. yourself a couple seasons of. I understand that. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. I understand that right now it looks like we have a lot of like contact first guys and not enough power. But at the same time, like, man, I I do think it will be refreshing to not see as many strikeouts at least. Oh, and so it'll so be interesting much. to see how we manufacture runs a lot. We've got Brandon and Shane both on the chat. Talking about when Correa comes in here a year a year from now, <laughs> he's gone already. Yeah, right. it, it, it wasn't more than a week has passed, and now we're already thinking about well, this is how he still could end up yeah. in a Cubs uniform. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Uh, who else? Somebody was talking about um, the swagger or the pose for home runs. No, it was it was the uh, batting stance. They said Nico's batting oh, yeah. stance. Brandon said Nico's uh, stance gives me anxiety. <laughs> gives me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there, there are some. Remember Kevin Euclid's violin stance? Like, how oh, does he yeah. hit like that? Oh yeah. I think Jeff that's Bagwell like, had a crazy. <laughs> Craig Council has the most bizarre batting yeah, stance real ever. Weird. I always like D Lee's yeah. the just split legs like just far apart and yeah. mm-hmm. well, he's like, he was so big. I mean, yeah, he was like, like six yeah. five. Just anyway, massive. That's what I was gonna say. Should we talk about? Yeah, let's points better. Well, yeah, Cody's got that. You want me to talk about points bet? Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you about points bet. It's the best way to support CHGO. If you download 
the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that is not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball, same-game parlay. Oh, my God, I'm shaking. I can't stop thinking about Final Four this weekend. I'm so excited about it. that dribble basketball. Ah, yes. (laughs) For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, also, online sign-up is available in Illinois. That's right, people. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish off on your phone, from your house, wherever you're at. Luke can do it right now. Oh, wait, he already did it. I'm sorry that you lost Suns minus four. We're going to talk about that that. (laughs) very shortly. (laughs) Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Yeah, my problem call 1-800-522-4700. Just make sure you're getting sound advice from the right people. Mm-hmm. That was a brutal when beat. It guys. doesn't happen. It was a brutal beat. You're one in one. I waited for 2 weeks <laughs> for someone to give me a stone cold lock as I said. I, I don't want oh. I don't want advice. <laughs> I don't want to, this is a maybe this could happen. I need something that's a lock. Retirement's too close. Mm. I can't. <laughs> AARP sending me letters in the mail already. I need to know this is going to be beneficial for me that I can multiply money. I put 10 hard-earned dollars down on the <laughs> Suns four and a half Minus last year. Minus half. four yep. and a half. Matt Peck told oh. me we're riding this all the oh, way I to the bank. I was on it, too. Was you on got, it too. That was my first point. You got point screwed too. on this, too? My first point. <laughs> you ain't got the answer, Sway. Kanye. I've been doing this more than you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's been doing it more, but uh, let me tell you, I lost my $9.09. That I had gained, and then some. So I'm very disappointed in you, young yeah. man. Yeah, that's that all was, I'm gonna say. And you didn't I wasn't re- gonna talk to you today, but it was gonna be a the, long podcast. The, the worst part about yeah. it is he didn't even stay up to see what the final score is. He went to bed. I knew. And I saw his tweet, and I'm like, this. He's gonna wake up tomorrow morning yeah. disappointed, but he kind of deserves it. I, I knew too. I went to bed. I was like, huh? Lead after the first quarter. Oh, oh, they're losing. Oh, third quarter, they're losing. Going to bed. I knew I was gonna wake up and be like, but to see it. At four points yeah, instead of four and a half, lose it by a half. Was a point. real kick to the cojones. Anyway, you know what? So anyway, a kick to the to the cojones, athletic greens. Yeah, well, it's what made me feel better. It made me forget about Cody's bad advice. It's our next partner. I do it every every day when I wake up. AG one. I didn't have time, so I thought, you know what? This is something I should look into. I wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for a month. I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy which to me is a good thing. You know, it's, a, it's sort of mild, tropical taste, and I look forward to taking it when I get up. One scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging. It just can't help you beat the bad beats. I do know, notice I get a noticeable boost in the morning of energy. So it's the first thing I do. I wake up, I go over to my eight ounces of water, dump in a scoop of the old AG1 and giddy up and go. There I am ready to take on the day. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free or dairy-free, you're all good with AG1 and you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than $3 a day. Who wouldn't invest in their health? For less than three bucks a day, you'd have to be crazy not to try it. I mean, it, it's that's three bucks a day. You want to be healthy? It sounds like you'd be silly not to try it, and you would. It's recommended by professional athletes. More than seven thousand five star reviews. I'm one of them, and right now it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system 
with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com backslash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm telling you guys, you got to do it. It's changed my mm. life one month. Drink it in. It always goes down. <laughs> you know what changed my life? Luke? Down, down, down. Down no, into my belly. What changed my life is when I was a kid, when I learned that Moises Alou pissed on his hands. Oh, yeah. Moist yeah. hands, Alou. Yeah, moist hands, moist hands, hands Alou. Uh, in the Helps comments, the yeah, in the comments, the comments. Uh, Joey Ricotta, a good friend of me and Ron's, he says, Alou, <laughs> as far as the batting stance thing, he says, Alou, is, oh, yeah. as long as you didn't pee on your hands like he did, Gary Sheffield's bat waggle was I also like another the, favorite. The waggle. Those, oh, yeah, that, the, Gary the, Sheffield Gary has Sheffield's one, yeah. The Sheffield one. That was probably the best one. A, a lot of kids tried that in, like, Little League and stuff. And looked ridiculous trying it. For sure. Everybody was like, I'm going to try that. Back in the day, this is way before your time, Joe Morgan, before he was annoying on television. (laughs) Yeah, he he had an annoying stance, too. Um, All right, so what are we today? Third base? Third base. Third base. We've been going around the field trying to see where the Cubs rank by position in the NL Central. Uh, And so far, we've sort of noticed that uh, they probably average third which is maybe why people are picking them third in division. So let's start at the bottom of the NL Central at third base. And, you know, he's, he's one of the biggest names at this position, but it seems that his career is on the heavy downslide. Mike Moustakis batting 219 in his Reds career, and he's had injuries. So I feel a little strange putting him there just because he's had a successful major league career, but I don't think he's that guy anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- he was hurt like all last year, and I remember covering some Reds games, and a lot of the, the you know the 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 pregame like questions were like, oh, how's Mike Mustakas doing? Is he gonna play ever again? And it's just, but it was also like, it didn't it didn't feel like the biggest news, like Mike Mustakas playing for the Reds maybe helped, but like it wasn't like he was gonna move the needle, and obviously they didn't do much. At th- they tried to win at the end of the year, they bought a couple pitchers, um, and they bought a little bit. And I think Mike Mustakis came in towards the end of the year, but it didn't like move the needle for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, he was a great player, but just like you said, kind of nearing the end. But it seems like at least is is Mike Mustakis like the current day Moneyball, like David Justice on the A's, for this like <laughs> rebuilding Reds team. Like he kind of gives that feeling because like he yeah. kind of passed his best days, but yeah. like could still be okay if he had a good season. But, I mean, that 219 average isn't doing him any favors. They're going to – with the way they're running things, if he has any kind of good first half, they're going to move him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's on the roster for. Play well, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the go way to Go to a contender. Go somewhere else. Be somebody yeah. else's problem. Uh, let's put the Cubs at fourth here. And, again, this, this is a spot where the Cubs could – you could see them moving up. I mean, Wisdom and VR – 46 homers they combined for last year, which is sort of surprising when you think. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of strikeouts with Patrick Wisdom mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. But 46 homers combined for a position. I don't know if you're going to find too many teams that are better than that in the division. Um, but I still think that's the spot to put them until you know what you're getting. Is that, yeah. is it, are we not giving them enough credit? Well, it's <laughs> well, tough. It's because 28 like, and 18 for home runs. We, we're it's talking about... It, the Patrick wisdom is interesting because it's like the strikeouts, he's 30. Like, is he like, did he peak in those first two months and that's it? But I mean, he has the Cubs rookie record for home runs. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like the, me and Ron talked about it a lot when I was at Cubs on tap. Like, it was his first real opportunity to get every day at bats. So. I don't think that we've seen the peak of Patrick Wisdom, but I feel like he's on his way. At the very least, he's he's probably top three in in, in terms of defensive third baseman, in my opinion. He's I think he's a solid defensive third baseman. It's a, it's the offense that you just don't know. Like if he can cut down the strikeouts and still hit the homers, then like I feel like that's pretty solid for for someone like him. You know, what he reminds me of, and I don't know why, because they're not really similar players. Tyler Colvin was a guy that had 20 home runs in a season, but never really <laughs> developed into that guy. And it was like, 
Is he really one of their best prospects? Is he not? He's got power. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see about wisdom. And I, I do think VR is a good pickup because you can you can use him in a couple different places, and he's a proven major leaguer. So. And, he, yeah. and he steals bags. I yeah. feel like we're going to see bases go up with the bags getting a little bigger. I really do. And, and moved in a little bit Yeah, now. and that's, that's a guy. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, if thank I, goodness they increased the bases size because <laughs> I lose sleep over that every day. I'm like, wow, you know what this game needs is Bigger bases. Yeah. As the, the bigger bases is like a major league thing, right? Is that is that in the major? Yeah, I think it's I think it is. And then the, I know like they're moving the bases in and the, somewhere at some level in the minors, and that's like – I read into it. It's like that could be a thing going. Like, I don't think it's a major league thing now, but it's – well, but, yeah, back to the point. Experimenting, yeah. yeah. More, yeah, that's an experiment. More steals, that would be nice. Next time we have the Pirates and Cabrian Hayes, who had a 2.4 war, but, uh, you know – defensively, he's about as good as they get. Like, Nolan Arenado's had, I think, nine straight gold gloves at third. And there are people that think he could finally stop that string this year. Um, I guess the question is health and what will he do offensively? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, – honestly, like, I'm kind of jealous the Pirates have this guy because from what I've seen from him, he looks like a stud, like – He's going to hurt the Cubs at some point if the Pirates ever get out of the dumpster fire that they're in. Uh, or if not, and they continue mm-hmm. to suck, he's going to be the one player that does hurt the Cubs whenever they're blowing them out. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he'll, he'll inevitably be the one that they trade, right? I mean, they do it yeah. all their stars. Maybe Garrett maybe Hull he'll be our next Aramis Ramirez on the north side. That would yeah. be awesome. Well, he, I mean, <laughs> he'd be nice. <laughs> Pirates fans were just like as miserable as that season was for the Pirates last year. It was like the one thing that they would – constantly ask about I was like well, when's Key Brian Hayes going to be healthy because he got hurt early in the year and then it was just like Key Brian Hayes watched the entire the year yeah I guess the mm-hmm. Cubs the whole rest of the year was Key Brian Hayes watching mm-hmm. I mean so he's hyped up enough that he should be he really showed, good. He he's shown really power good. obviously we're just talking about his defense like he looks like a five tool guy so yeah so and then we go from there to the Brewers and we have Urias there but he is out for at least, we're reading reports that are like, at least the first week of the season, the first few series. It's a quad injury. I mean, you never really know, but, I mean, let's assume he's going to be healthy. Uh, 3.1 war and 23 homers last year. Uh, I think the Brewers would love that production again this season, Adam, if they can get it. Absolutely. Well, and and a shout-out to Joey Ricotta in the comments, too, because he's a big fantasy baseball guy. Uh, I mean, Urias was probably one of the players last season that took the greatest stride just mm-hmm. in general. He kind of tinkered his swing a little bit. You saw the power come. I mean, he had mm-hmm. high 70s RBIs, over 20 homers. I mean, I think he's a nice player, and he's he's one of those guys that, like, again, the Brewers do this. The Brewers are kind of, you and I have said this multiple times, they're like the Tampa Bay of the Midwest. Like, they'll, they'll get these guys from other teams that maybe don't work out quite as well, and somehow they yeah. make it work. And I think that's what makes them so annoying as a team. But, I mean, Urias had a great year last year, and I, I would expect to build him to build on that this yeah. year because they're going to need him to. Yeah, and he I think one of the biggest things for him was the move from shortstop to third base. Like, he moved over when they got Willie Adamas. And so, I look, Fangraphs has, when he was just 2021 at shortstop, minus three defensive run save. 2021 at third base, six defensive runs safe. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty solid difference but just from shifting over a position. So I think that his defense was a little – he struggled on defense a little bit maybe at shortstop, but then that, that move over to the hot corner just kind of helped him uh, improve. So, like, obviously improve as a defender. And you're getting, like, you know, solid power out of him too. Yeah, 23 homers, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah. So. Especially in today's game, you know. It's not – not everybody's hitting 60 home runs anymore in baseball. So, yeah, right. Um, you know, and then Arenado's obviously the class of oh, the division at no third base. And I, I don't want to bring this up, Cody, but, you know, the, the Rockies gave him away for a bucket of balls. A freaking <laughs> washing machine, bro. A wa- and, and sent 50 fucking million dollars. It's it's oh. a goddamn shame. <laughs> I I will take this to my grave. If anything, it will be on my tombstone. I, I, I can't get over it, Luke. Ron knows I can't get over I it. I just had the worst deja vu. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard that plenty of like, times, too. It is the exact kind of trade that I'm like, why can't the Cubs ever do anything like this? We knew that the Rockies were trying to unload Arenado because of whatever tension they had. And they, for some reason, the Rockies just like to send all their all their star players to, to St. Louis. Arenado's not the first one. Larry Walker, Matt Holiday. Just... 
pisses me off. I mean, the, I mean, they could have done the trade with the Cubs, and they could have still gotten KB out in Colorado. That's right. That's right. Would have been right in the world. Wouldn't Cody, Cody wouldn't be. Cody wouldn't be popping veins no. in his forehead when talking but about I, the trade. I, it just makes me upset, man. It's just like, and it feels like one of those trades that like St. Louis does, and it always works out. Was like the Cubs have the money and the resources to do trades like that, and they don't. And you're kind of like. <laughs> You're the third biggest market in the majors. Why don't why why didn't you go after Nolan Arenado at that point? I guess Chris Bryant was the third baseman, but I think yeah, at that point he was already moved, proven that he could move around all over yeah. the field. And you so, probably yeah. decided you weren't signing him at that point too. Yeah, uh, yeah. As as Cab would have told us yesterday, like they knew Chris Bryant was on the way out at that right. point. The, so. Again, the thing that bothers me the most is that they sent fifty million dollars with him to go there. They they, they gave like the Cardinals fifty million dollars. I mean, what was what, the one pitcher? Gomber was the best return that they got yeah, out of that. Austin and he Gomber. was maybe a four in the St. Louis rotation that at that time wasn't all that great oh, to man. begin with. Crazy. Uh, well, it's one of the first cities where weed was made legal. That's so true. it would explain a little bit of their decision-making potentially. <laughs> well said, Luke. Oh, Luke. Um, Luke, that Luke, DMVR. Luke it said, out, like, stay <laughs> off the weed. It was the Mile High City <laughs> before it was the Mile High City. You know? That wasn't your best Stephen A. impression there, Ryan. I told you, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it going. Okay. The Ryan A. Smith. Uh, we'll make that a segment. Ryan A. Smith. I look forward to the Ryan A. Smith segment because uh, his Stephen A. impression is really good. So when when I'm when I'm ranting, I can do the good Stephen A. Smith. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. For Are you going to do the whole points bet read? As this Stephen is exactly what I've been waiting for. This is exactly. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like Cat Williams, but this is exactly <laughs> what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I will not do. The okay, whole yeah, just do it as yourself. But I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. So, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all our web content. So you get to read me, uh, and you'll even get a free – there it is. Look at that. Just, front page, yep. top, top of the front page right there. There Y'all we go. Y'all know me. And you'll even get a free <laughs> shirt of your – you'll get a free shirt of your choice in the CHGO locker, hashtag dope merch. If you have any yeah. questions, email pointsbet and at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your best life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Shout out to Scott Crawford in the, in the comments. He says, Cody likes St. Louis-style pizza more than the Arenado trade. <laughs> that might be the one time that I would say that, yes. Oh, wow. I'm very disgusted by the Arenado trade. It affects my life more than St. Louis-style oh, wow. pizza. So. That's fair. Uh, CHGO, we're uh, almost a month old, right? Yes. Uh, what we Tomorrow got? is tomorrow a month uh, old? Fourth? No, the fourth. fourth. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, tomorrow's four weeks, but yeah, it's like yeah. another five days. Yeah, four so days if you're just checking us out for the first time, we're podcasting live shows every day, every team. Post-game shows coming up starting Thursday. We'll be doing Cubs post-game shows after every game. Premium written content. This guy, allchgo.com. The dope merch for all the teams. The free shirt when you become a member. And the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. It doesn't look like the velour robes, smoking robes, are going to come in in time for opening day. But we're still trying to get those on order uh, from the guys in Denver, hopefully. you know. So yeah. we'll see. Um did you, did you see Brennan Davis, by the way, uh, is now officially going to be AAA? I mean, I, we knew he was going to start in the minors, but yeah. AAA is the spot. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's not surprising at all. It's no. not surprising. Uh, I, I think I tweeted this the other night. I, you know, I'm interested to see how many at-bats they want him to get in AAA. And I know, Ryan, you've been a Debbie Downer about it. You think he's not going to be here until after the All-Star being break. realistic here. But, uh, and, yeah, you're being realistic, whatever. We're not here for realistic. We're here for hot takes and just optimism <laughs> um I, again i'm just interested to see how many at bats they would like him to get like if he's mashing and someone gets hurt or if he's mashing and no one's performing i don't know i feel like he's gonna be worthy of a call-up so i i've also been saying that there are plenty of variables that could result in a pre all-star break brennan davis call-up for sure injuries him hitting 500 in in triple a and they're like why is he still facing minor league pitching yeah just Plenty of variables, but just like the way baseball goes, I just, I, if it, I mean, all-star break, 
probably about All Star break or you know trade deadline. In that in that like three weeks between trade deadline and All Star break, sure he's probably going to be up because if they're selling, then then it's probably a few guys that are gone out the door. But um, I just I, I can't see before the All Star break. It just like as as baseball goes, without any outside variables affecting it. I was gonna say I I, I think personally it's probably like the earliest is probably like early to mid May. I think they really want to see what they have with these other guys. Like, cause they, they kind of know what they have with Brendan Davis. He's your top yeah. prospect. He's top 15 in baseball. Like, you know what you're getting with the kid. It's more of the the Clint Frazier's of the world, the, arguably the Ian Happs of the world. You know, can he do what he did at the end of last season? I think they want to give so many of these the Hermosillos of the world. Like, give these guys just enough playing time and enough at-bats to make a meaningful decision on them. And then once they kind of weed through who's going to be here and who's not, then I think that's when you – and then obviously, yeah, if, Brendan goes down and he's just absolutely mashing through the month of, you know, April yeah, and into which May. Which is certainly I mean, possible. Oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> possible. You know, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. But yeah, I, I think it'll be a while just because they need to they need to figure out what they have with the guys that are already on the major league roster. I'll go with the optimist. He will be up. Brand Davis will be in Chicago in 2022. This he will season. be up this season. <laughs> He'll be in Chicago. Well, well, he, Cubs he, convention, he will be know. playing for the Cubs in 2022. <laughs> when that is, is anyone's guess, but he will play for the Cubs in 2022. Do the Iowa Cubs play in Chicago? They're making a weird yeah. trip to the King County yeah. Cougars. <laughs> if he's down there too long, we're going to have to make a trip to Iowa and do a show. I agree. Right? I mean, there's going to be a ton of talent in South Bend, too. I feel like we should go yeah, there South as well. Bend's no. going to have a ton of talent. Myrtle Beach is worth a trip, too. They're gonna have all the 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 super kids. Casey's down there. Cruciato's down there. Howard's down there. Triantos is gonna be down there. I think James Triantos. Who's the Smokies got? The Smokies. Smokies got Caleb. Caleb Killian is gonna be in Tennessee. They do. So for how long? Mm. Yeah, right. He's in in Iowa. He's in Iowa by May. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our guy Mike Dub says, "Be on the lookout for my running of the W flag (laughs) opening day when the Cubs win." So yes. he's a W flag. Last guy. year he would yeah. post every time the Cubs win, he would post this video that he had his wife take of him at the beginning of the year. And he's just in an obvious shirt running down his street with like a the W flag on a like on a pole on or a whatever. Flagpole, yeah. On a flagpole. I've I've gotten I've gotten word of what this video is gonna be because we actually just had uh, dubs as a guest on the show two weeks ago. And I don't want to spoil it for him, but it's it's a good one. I'm jealous of him, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Uh, I keep looking at the chat to see if my mom's going to pop on there. I don't think she knows how to do it after Cody's uh, profane tirade recently on the show. I'm waiting for my mother to (laughs) scold him, but I don't believe she knows how to log on and do that. So we'll just see if that happens. I think think Dub scolded him at one point. (laughs) Yeah, I said even the the, hard ING. (laughs) Sorry to Luke's mom. And during Lent of all times. Yeah, right. Terrible. That's right. Easter yeah. is on the horizon. Yeah. Real close, Cody. Um, <laughs> so I saw the division trade you were talking about. With, we, or, well, not division trade, but we thought Padres, Pirates. And the first thing that popped into our minds was, well, if they make a trade, the Pirates make a trade with the Padres, would the targets the Cubs are looking at for Wilson Contreras potentially be taken? Mm. That's, what, that's what pops into your mind for every trade I, now, whether yeah. you see the Yankees or the Padres or anybody else. How does this affect the Cubs? I don't I, think it does. I don't think it affects the Cubs at all. I mean, they're in talks for Brian Reynolds, which isn't – he is one of the ni- few nice players on the Pirates. Mm-hmm. But he isn't going to cost, you know, Abrams or or any of those top prospects. like Which Contreras. is what you'd want for yeah. Wilson yeah, Contreras. Yeah. And we would take – you know, again, I'm still very intrigued by, uh, you know, taking that Eric Hosmer contract or Will Myers. Very intrigued. I, you know, I feel like – I feel like that would be a huge deal for the Cubs in the long term, for sure. Just yeah. play him, just play him, and uh, rotate him with Schwindel. Yeah, I mean, arguably, yeah. arguably could. I mean, I think the Cubs could approach the Padres and say, "Hey, look, like we know you really want Willie. We'll take Hosmer's contract, but you have to give us either Campusano, who's their top catching prospect, who's yeah. pretty close to MLB yeah. ready, yeah. yeah, you know, or or take maybe even another bad contract. I don't know if they'd be able to take both Myers and Hosmer, but maybe another contract somewhere that takes a little bit of money in addition to Hosmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's they'd be able to take them both because Myers, I believe, is a free agent after this season. next season or this season. Okay. It's one of the two. So, and yeah, I mean, we have to hold on to Hosmer for three more years, and he. You know he'll make. I think he's average annual value for the next three years after this. Each year is thirteen million. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's not. <laughs> We've held on the Jay Hosmer's contracts insane. <laughs> I yeah. love how we go from 
and this is every day, we go from saying, I want this guy, I want Correa now because they can compete now, to five minutes later we're talking about how they can restock the farm system yeah, yeah. if they trade Wilson Contreras. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> It's like you go back and forth. That's the thing, though. Like, washed up yeah. contract, the, too. Good, the good Send teams are able to do both, man. Like what the Dodgers do, like with all the talent they have already on the team on top of their farm system, like, I mean, I don't – in a, in a way, yeah, it is kind of funny. But, like, at the same time, it's like the Cubs, like, they need to be able to do both. And I, I do feel optimistic about, like, being that in the next five years, I guess. So This has been fun. Ron, you going to come back and do this again? I would love to. It's been a blast. I'm, I'm glad you guys had me on. I appreciate it. Thank there you. There we go. To all you guys. Yeah. At Loose on Tap. That's correct. At Loose on Tap. So we're starting Twitter. at Luke on Tap. No, I'm not, not going to do it. Uh, it's it's going to be Luke's alter ego on Twitter. He's going to start a burner. He's going to create a burner so he can yell at me every time I give him a losing bet. Oh, man. Let's not even – let's before we get the negativity into this podcast, let's just stop talking about that. Ron, thanks for coming on. We hope you do it again sometime Thank soon. Thank you for having me. And uh, have fun at opening day. Appreciate it. Stay warm out there. I'm, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I might I might need to turn to our, our old friends at uh, – our old, our old buddies Miller uh, old style in order to oh, yeah. help Miller with a little bit of style. extra warmth. Stay, stay warm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. We'll be back tomorrow. Corey's going to be in the house, and uh, we'll have another great panel going for you. Until then, fly the W.